Mississippi. Oh, man. See, I know Wes Moreno, who is the uh, Scambia County administrator, he loves his, like, classic hard rock, and uh, he had asked me if I couldn't play that for him one time, but he had asked me right before February 3rd, the last time we talked to him in person, and so we were still doing the every uh, every break with Cher <laughs> as a joke. So I wanted to pay it off and let him enjoy that. Wes, uh, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Did you enjoy that, sir? Thank you very much, Andrew. I certainly did, and it is good to be here this morning. Oh, it is good to have you. Good to have you. All right, so we got a big meeting on uh, on the books for today. Um, let's talk about what probably the biggest thing on that meeting is going to be the conversation surrounding this thirty what two three million dollar offer by Dr. Horton to take over the development of OLF eight. Uh, I know the main concern people have is I thought we had a plan. <laughs> so uh, walk me through some of the uh, assurances that we're not just abandoning that plan and going to build a bunch of, uh, you know, tract homes on that land. Well, the one thing uh, that some people uh, may not be aware of or maybe they just maybe, maybe forgot, and there's a master plan ordinance <clears throat> that sits over the top of that, of that property out there. And that, that master plan calls for multiple uses. And the only way that plan can change is uh, by an action of the Board of County Commissioners. So, you know, no matter who buys that property, they are tied to that master plan uh, unless, unless an action is taken to, to modify the plan. But that, that would be the biggest assurance, I would say, at the moment. Uh, I know D.R. Horton is a large home builder. That's what they're known for. But I do believe they have projects where they have partnered uh, with other entities, other companies, and, and to do a multiple-use project, kind of like we're looking at out there. Yeah, and I, th- I think, um, I, you know, I, I, won't, I won't put the words in his mouth, but I think you'd see uh, a certain place freeze over before you see this board vote to undo all the work done on that master plan, led by Commissioner Burgosh, who would never let that happen uh, because of, you know, where everything has gotten us to do that. I just wanted, I wanted people to hear you say it because it's an important thing to understand. Plus you got like the triumph grant, which is dependent on the way that side of that property is going to be developed. And so it's just, you know, obviously these are, these are the good questions to ask. Um, but the notion that all, all of right. a sudden we're just going to get homes up there is um, that's, I mean, I cannot, I, I cannot see any future in which that happens. And also this is like, we, we didn't get any real responses on, you know, un, until this one comes in at a significantly higher price. Right. Yeah, we uh, you know we put it out there for a little while and uh, didn't got a few inquiries, not nothing really serious. Yeah, and then uh, this one kind of drops in our lap, and actually I've, there was uh, a few other contacts uh, this week regarding OLFA. Oh, and so uh, we may you know this one offer may generate a little bit of a little bit of interest. So oh, we'll see right. where we go. All right. So the uh, the girl that was single for a long time, all of a sudden she's dating somebody. Everybody wants to date her now. So all right, I'll take that's 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 good news too. I mean, I'll you know I'll I'll, t- I'll take the interest. You know, get it before it's off the market. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is an item on the agenda for an indoor sports arena at uh, at the Ashton Brosnahan mm-hmm. Park. Now, I guess this has been going on for a while, kind of a conversation. I was not familiar with this as an idea. I find it a fascinating thing, especially with some of the recent, like, you know, SEC soccer and whatnot that's gone on there. But uh, what's the idea here? Well, it's to do, uh, just to build, just right, well, actually today is to, to go into a study and perform a study uh, and look into an indoor sports complex there at Ashton Brosnahan. But, you know, you mentioned SEC soccer, and I thought that's really kicked Ashton Brosnahan, Brosnahan up into a, a higher level, if you will more notice, big, huge uh, tournaments going on out there. 
And so you know, some of the discussion was uh, Ray Palmer and Pensacola Sports Association and, and the board and uh, maybe even some of the TDC is that, hey, you know, this might be a good venture for us uh, to have this type of facility available uh, to bring in even more, you know, sports tourism, if you will, and um, more more uh, impact to the economy, more heads and beds and, and all of that stuff. And so that's what we're uh, voting on this morning, what the board will vote on this morning, is to uh, ask ask for a study uh, of that type of project there at uh, Ashton Brosenham. Yeah, and I mean, like anything else, we're going to have to talk about funding and revenue and what is – but, you know, mm, the, right. the, the idea for it at least makes sense to me, given where things are and are not in the county right now. I, you know, I thought it was intriguing, so I'm curious to kind of see what the study shows. One of the things that uh, we kind of had gotten trickle information about this, but I think we know more now – there were a couple of different uh, grant programs announced by the state to deal with fixing things still related to Sally. If I remember correctly, one has to do with rental housing. One has to do with ordinary housing that might have been damaged. What do we know at this point, and how likely are we to get a lot of that money here in Escambia County? So, yeah, there's three facets to it. One is uh, housing repair for those who still whose houses are still uh, damaged by Hurricane Sally and mainly in low-moderate income areas. And another section of the grant <laughs> will relate to actually buying houses that are still damaged by salary. Maybe the cost-benefit is not, is not good to repair them, but to buy them and demo them and turn them into green spaces. And then the, the, the third phase is what we call an infrastructure phase, and this is what uh, really will be the topic of discussion this morning will be the infrastructure phase. We've gotten together as a staff and laid some projects out that we think would be good for for applications to this grant. The challenge with the infrastructure phase of the grant is we can only submit three applications. It's a large sum of money that we, that that's out there and available. So we were you know, working hard to come up with, with projects that, that we are aware of in low moderate income areas that uh, mainly drainage and stormwater will probably rate, rate quite high. But uh, coming up, you know, we want to be able to get as much, money of that, as much of that money as we can. So we want to kind of think outside the box with some of the projects that we, we put on the list with the board to discuss. But, you know, only three applications, you got to make the best of them. So that's what we'll be talking about this morning. Was I wrong? I thought there was one also for restoration or creation of rental housing from Sally. Was, did, did I... Not understand that correctly. I thought there, that was there, one of them. There, there, there was a there, there was a rental assistance program that we we've had going. Oh, okay. Um, after, and we actually that that program is about wound up with us. Oh no, I thought I'm sorry. I just assistance. I thought there was a new one from the state where we were just learning about that. That it was because I thought part of the initiative from EDA was to create housing capacity given the housing shortage is the reason I thought that. But maybe maybe I got that wrong. I'm sorry. Well, it's quite possible. There's been a lot of grant announcements. Okay. We've been we've been focusing so much on the infrastructure uh, because I mean it was just uh, this grant was just announced a couple of weeks ago, and right. you have to have a 30-day comment period before we can actually submit the application. And the application is due uh, by the end of April. So you look see, you see on on the top layer you say oh, we got plenty of time but you really don't right and so that's what all of our focus has been driving hard uh, last week and this week that's that is fast turnaround <laughs> to put something together like that it i is. understand for that much money it is hey i uh, i did want to uh we had talked about this a little bit with eric gilmore the other day but i did want to you know 
give kudos to the board and to you for being involved. And, you know, we got the raises for Scambia Fire Rescue last year. We've now added the uh, command staff, including the lieutenants, into that. So uh, good work on that. Uh, I know they <laughs> I know they appreciate that. Uh, I also wanted to ask you just to maybe take a second and comment on the estuary designation. Um, for people who aren't familiar, what will this do? This is kind of wild. Like nobody's gotten one of these in a long time is my understanding. But what will this do if we get this designation? Well, the goal of our estuary program is always to become like its own special district or its own 5013C, something of that nature. And they've been driving hard toward that. And so finally what, what the board will vote on this morning is to basically offer a letter to support and uh, to ask uh, the governors of Alabama and the governors of Florida to uh, request uh, the U.S. EPA administrator to enroll the Pensacola Padita Base Estuary Program into the National Estuary Program, and that will designate uh, the program as an estuary of national significance, which is a pretty big deal. It's a big, big accomplishment, and I'm optimistic that that we will be successful, that the program will be successful in that regard. No, that's that's fantastic, and I know Milton just passed their uh, official uh, declaration of this on Tuesday, so that's you know we got them on board. And the idea is, if everybody's saying the same thing, then we got a better chance of getting it. Uh, last thing is, I think you had a uh, a little announcement that you wanted to make. Is that right? Yeah, I just wanted to wish my wife Carla happy anniversary. It's thirty-seven years. Wow! Congratulations. Today. That's fantastic. So, so, uh, so, y'all got married when you were like what four, five, six, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. You know, we were kids. We didn't know we were kids still then. But. That's right. Wow, 37 years, <laughs> but, uh, man. Somehow we grew up and became responsible parents and <laughs> adults. So. Well, <laughs> that ride. is fantastic. What a great example, man. I, I appreciate that. Well, happy anniversary to you and your bride. And as always, thanks for the time and for what you do for the county, West man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Andrew. We'll see you. You bet. 651 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay.